Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Do you want to know what it takes to make Newcastle United a successful side? Do you want to learn the secrets about what goes on in the boardroom? Do you want to know what it takes to turn Newcastle from a relegation threatened side into one that very nearly won the Premier League title? I think you just might. I'm talking about the entertainers era under Kevin Keegan, that fast-flowing, electric football, the one that lasts long in the memory, the side that may well be the reason you are a Newcastle United fan. Well, to look back on that time, I've gone and got the man who bankrolled Kevin Keegan, the man who signed the checks to allow Sir Les Ferdinand, Alan Shearer and countless other superstars to arrive on Tyneside and get within touching distance of the Premier League title. Yes, Sir John Hall. He is a late but very special addition to the Everything is Black and White podcast live taking place on Wednesday, August 30th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Not long to go till the event and not many tickets remain on sale either, but there are a few that you can get your hands on. I'm going to pop the link into the description, click on that, go through to the website and secure your tickets now. It's going to be a great evening. We're going to talk about the Newcastle United of the current day, the transfer market, the Champions League and Eddie Howe. We've got the times of Henry Winter. We've got BBC Newcastle's Matthew Weisbeck and, of course, our great panel here from the Chronicle. But Sir John Hall, what a magical name to add to the bill. We cannot wait. We hope to see you there. So click that link, secure your tickets to the Everything is Black and White podcast live. Hello and welcome to the Everything's Black Mike podcast with me, Newcastle United editor Aaron Stokes and we're here today to talk all about Eddie Howe's pre-Liverpool press conference. The Magpies play Liverpool on Sunday afternoon at St James's Park and they'll be hoping to bounce back after a below-par defeat against the champions Manchester City last week. Eddie Howe was speaking to the media this morning at Darsley Park, talking all things Liverpool transfers, injuries and a lot more. Now... Newcastle against Liverpool, it's sort of spurred into this mini little rivalry in the last year or so. Obviously, we know what happened at Anfield last year with the time-wasting accusations and the last-minute goal for Liverpool. And then, obviously, since then, we've had Jurgen Klopp's jibes about the spending and Newcastle's apparent ceiling when it comes to the transfer market. Now, Eddie Howe was asked about this this morning and he spoke very, very highly of Jurgen Klopp. He refused to really get drawn into those clashes that we've seen them sort of have in recent months. Eddie Howe kept his cool... And when asked about Jurgen Klopp, he said, I have a huge amount of respect for Jurgen and his coaching team. If you love football, I don't think you cannot have that respect. But we're competing against each other, so you're fighting for everything. You're fighting for every point. Now, Eddie Howe doesn't like losing. We know that he would have been very, very disappointed by that defeat against Manchester City last week. And he'll have his players drilled for what they need to do against Liverpool. Now, funnily enough, Liverpool are the only team that actually took uh, six points off Newcastle United last season. They beat them home and away. Obviously, as I've touched on, we know what happened at Anfield with that 2-1 reversal. And Nick Pope obviously saw red in the reverse clash back in earlier this year. Eddie Howe, though, knows that they're going to have to get back on track this weekend. And it's a perfect opportunity to do so against a team that have had a complete rebuild in the middle of the park. 
Now, so good news ahead of Sunday and good news for Newcastle United, and that is because Eddie Howe issued an injury update as well, talking about Joe Linton, who obviously hobbled off during that 1-0 defeat to Manchester City. He came off. We weren't too sure whether he was going to be fit for the weekend, but Eddie Howe said, Joe is fine. We didn't see him in the early stages of the week, but he trained the latter part, so fingers crossed he's okay. Now, that's a huge boost for Eddie Howe ahead of Sunday because... As myself and Andrew Musgrove were discussing on the Monday show earlier this week, there's actually quite a big selection headache for Eddie Howe now because we saw how easy Manchester City dominated that Newcastle midfield at the Etihad last weekend. And even though they're the best side in the world, Eddie Howe will not want a repeat of that. Now, this led to me and Andrew talking about, does he need to make a change in the middle of the park? Now, for me, I think you go unchanged. At, at Liverpool on Sunday, I think you keep the midfield three. I think Tonali, Bruno and Jolinton on their day is probably their strongest midfield three options, even though, as many of you who listen to the Monday show know, I'm a big, big fan of Sean Longstaff. And that is the player that Andrew wanted to see brought back in. But the question is, for who? Who out of that midfield three actually, realistically, can you drop out? Bruno, obviously, there's been a lot of talk this week. A lot of it on the back of his sort of angry Twitter responses to whether he is still at the form he once was. Tonali's obviously settled in quite well. He looked very, very comfortable against Aston Villa. And you feel like against Liverpool's new midfield, he's the man to drive Newcastle forward. And now Joe Linton's going to be fit for Sunday. Does that mean Sean Longstaff and Elliot Anderson are going to have to settle for a spot on the bench? That may be the case. Now, just talking about Bruno Guimaraes, he's obviously been in the news this week. Um... For you, those of you who have clearly been living under a rock and don't know what's been happening, he had a little bit of a uh, Twitter spat on uh, social media after replying to a fan account who had sort of in a few roundabout ways accused him of sort of be, maybe being one of the individuals that hasn't lived up to their um, their best form this season. And he replied basically saying that the fans need to get behind the players thick and thin and that, you know, it was sort of... Short-term stupidness, I think, was one of the phrases that he used. Now, Eddie Howe was asked about this this morning. Um, obviously, naturally, you know, it, it did dominate headlines on Tuesday and Wednesday. And Howe's response was, Bruno is a very emotional person. You've seen it on the pitch and it's such a positive for us. He used it brilliantly for us to build a feeling with the supporters. They see how much it all means to him. He's used that so well. Maybe it's a little lesson for him. Now, Eddie Howe was actually asked about this question quite a few times at the press conference by a couple of different journalists, all sort of asking for his thoughts on Bruno, the, the Twitter reply, his form, you know, and, and whether he actually uses social media himself. And Eddie Howe says, for particular that reason, he doesn't. He stays completely away from social media because he doesn't want to get dragged into, you know, the hearsay and the noise, and he just wants to be able to focus on Newcastle United without having, you know, outside factors and fans saying this and fans saying that. And in Eddie Howe's world, he is just completely oblivious, really, to what the fans are saying on social media, which I think is actually a positive for a football manager. We know how calm and composed Eddie Howe is day to day. And I think it's no surprise to see that he sort of stays away from the noise of social media. But clearly they've dealt with that Bruno incident internally, which is very, very good. Hello, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Andrew Musgrove here. Thank you very much for tuning in. I just want to point you in the direction of the Football Content Awards and urge you guys to vote for the Everything is Black and White podcast. I've popped the link where you can vote into the description. If you click on that and you scroll down to the best podcast, now there you have options. You can vote for the best podcast in the Premier League, Football League and International. Now, obviously, we'll be going for the category of the Premier League, but we need your vote. So if you can pop the Everything is Black and White podcast into the box, 
and then submit your form. There's also other sections you can vote for, like best influencer, best creator, best media organization. So have a blast. Vote for everybody, Newcastle United-wise, in there. But make sure you vote for the Everything is Black and White podcast in the Premier League section of the best podcast. We really would love you guys to help us out. It's a pleasure to be coming to you at least four times a week. We really do love doing this. And we really do appreciate your support in the Football Content Awards. Thank you very much. Let's get back on with the show. On to transfers then. Obviously, Eddie Howe said last week, you know, he disappointed quite a lot of fans last week by saying Newcastle United were done in the window. They weren't going to spend any more after Lewis Hall. Um, which sort of made me think they might go out and buy maybe one or two more, given that Eddie Howe usually likes to throw us off the scent. But he did this morning's discuss a few outgoings. Now, Ryan Fraser looks like he is about to have his medical at Southampton. He is set to sign for them on a loan deal till the end of the season. Very, very interesting that Southampton really pushed to sign Ryan Fraser back in January. The move, unfortunately, didn't materialise as Newcastle were asking for way too much. They wanted around 8 to £10 million for his services, where Southampton wanted to pay more, like 3 or 4 He was also then linked with a move to the South Coast when... Uh, Tino Livermento was linked with Newcastle earlier in the summer. It did look like there was going to be part of a swap deal there, but it wasn't. But it now looks like he is going out on loan to St Mary's, which is a very good move for him personally because I think he'll flourish in the championship um, at a very good side under Russell Martin. And I think, obviously, Eddie Howe has made his feelings clear on Ryan Fraser in the last couple of months. He had no future at Newcastle. He's been training with the under-21s in recent months. And I think we all knew that the writing was on the wall for him. Elsewhere, he did also discuss Javier Manquillo. Now, Manquillo has been uh, struggling with injury recently. He's been on the treatment table. He flew out to Barcelona to get treatment on a minor problem a couple of months ago. But he's back now. He's back on Townside. Um, he is fit. But his future was brought up this morning. Eddie Howe was asked about him. And his rep- response was... He could possibly go. It depends on what the player wants. I'm trying to build the squad as deep as I can for the robust season that we have ahead. After the international break, we have a really intense period of games. I would like him to stay, but it's in his hands. Now, this is, again, something that myself and Andrew have discussed and sort of disagreed on on the Monday show, and that is what happens to Javier Manquillo now that Tino Livermento has signed. For me, I think he is ultimately the fourth-choice right back at Newcastle, and if somebody wants to take them off Newcastle's hands, I think they should welcome that. Andrew, though, thinks that there may be a future for him at Newcastle. Ultimately, Eddie Howe seems to be doing what he did with John Joe Shelby, what he did with Chris Wood, where he says, it's up to you. If you want to go, I'm not going to stand in your way. If you want to stay, you can be a part of this group. Now, Javier Manquillo won't play too many games this season, if you did say, um, given that he's fallen down the pecking order. But he did play a couple of um, matches last season. He was obviously uh, probably one of the few positives in that FA Cup defeat Sheffield Wednesday back at the start of January. But for me, I think the writing's on the wall for him as well. I think it's time for him to go and move on. And if somebody comes with an offer for Newcastle United, I think that they should probably take that. Now... Staying on transfers, but going on to incomings. Eddie Howe talked at length about Lewis Hall, their new signing. 18 years of age, he's joined on loan from Chelsea with an obligation to buy him permanently next summer. Very, very smart deal for Newcastle um, for a player who's really, really impressed at Chelsea. He won Academy Player of the Year last season. He was one of their best players. He got first team minutes under Graham Potter. He then got lots of chances under Frank Lampard. Um, and he's also a boyhood Newcastle United fan, which is obviously a dream move for him. Eddie Howe said on him, he played against us a couple of times last year and he impressed for me. 
for someone so young to come into those situations and perform how he did. He'd just broken into the team before our first game and he caught my eye immediately. Now, that is actually very true because I remember being sat at St James's Park last November, the last game before the World Cup break, and Lewis Hall was one of the few positives for Chelsea that day as they got beat 1-0 at uh, St James's Park. Very exciting player who has only really started playing left-back the last couple of seasons. He's also played, as Eddie Howe pointed out today, he's also played as a number eight, a number six, a centre-back, a left-winger and a wing-back. Now, that gives Eddie Howe a lot of options in a number of different positions, which is what he needed. It it seems just like the perfect deal. You're getting one of Chelsea's best young players. You aren't breaking the bank this summer and you're spending the money next summer. You've got a player who wanted to come to Newcastle, given that his family have got deep roots up here, despite him being born in Berkshire. I think it's a very, very good move for Newcastle United. He has been trading with the first team this week. Um, He could potentially feature against Liverpool, although we're not too sure whether he will dive straight into the first team and uh, unseat Dan Byrne at left-back. There was a couple of other things that he had was pressed on. He talked about Alexander Rizak. Um, Alexander Rizak obviously burst on the scene um, at Anfield last year when he scored one and had a, another cruelly disallowed from, from VAR. Um, and Eddie Howe was asked about Alexander Rizak. He said he's well on his way to reaching his full potential. There's always room for more improvement with players, but Alex has shown his ability consistently. Really good goal tally, and I hope that continues at the pace it has. His all-round game has improved. Now, Alex, uh, Eddie Howe was also asked whether Alexander Rizak is his number one out-and-out go-to striker. And in typical Eddie Howe fashion, he then went on a heap phrase on his striking competitor, Callum Wilson, he said Wilson was a huge part of the team and that he hadn't nailed down the fact that Isaac was going to be the man starting week in, week out, which I think is very, very good to see that we've also got a little bit of competition in those places in attack. Eddie Howe was also pressed on a little bit more with Jurgen Klopp um, and what he made of the of the manager, obviously. We, we touched on it earlier in the podcast about how he very respected him. He was then asked about whether he had a relationship with uh, Jurgen Klopp and he replied... I don't really have a relationship with any manager. I'm just competing against them. I found it very, very difficult to have personal relationships with competitors, which I think, if you know anything about Eddie Howe, sounds about right. And also there was one final question about injuries, and it's also more good news for Newcastle United in terms of Joe Willock and his recovery. Now, he limped off with a hamstring injury towards the back end of last season. Uh, he didn't feature in pre-season. He's been working behind the scenes on his rehab uh, and Eddie Howe said this on Joe Willock. He said, he's making good progress. This is probably the strongest he's looked in terms of his hamstring. He had it re a couple of days ago and the report back was very good. So no problems. Now that is another big, big boost for Eddie Howe. Even though he won't be involved against Liverpool this Sunday, having Joe Willock back um, sooner rather than later will be huge for Eddie Howe in terms of that competition in the middle of the park. But I mean, if me and Andrew can't agree on who plays there at the moment, Joe Willock is going to cause us a bit of a headache. Um, once he's back fully fit and he's another option that Eddie Howe can use in the middle. Very, very interesting to see whether he can worm his way back into the team. He was so good at the back end of last season. Gareth Southgate was at St James's Park um, watching him for you know pot- potential England call-up. It was a very, very cruelly timed injury that he picked up towards the business end of last season. Very interesting to see if he can get back into this team. We will, of course, have all of Eddie Howe's reaction on our website. We've got the live blog, which wraps up everything that Eddie Howe said. We'll also have plenty of analysis and reaction throughout the day. Andrew Musgrove will also have the View from the Opposition podcast, which will be released on Friday afternoon. So you can listen to that before Liverpool at St. James's Park on Sunday. Thank you very much for listening. And we will speak to you very, very soon.